Welcome to On the Prowl. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of On the Prowl Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Roten. And I'm Ramey Johnson. Thank you for listening to us today. Today on this episode, we have Uncle Phil Morant and T. Morant with us on the show. T is the father of John Morant, and Uncle Phil is the uncle of John Morant. Welcome to the show. Thanks, you guys. For hey, coming thank on. you for having us. Thank you for having us, for sure. You guys doing all right? Yeah, man, we good, man. We out, yeah. we out here in the Mile High City. How is it so far? Uh, it's windy. Kind of, oh, yeah, kind I bet. Of cool. Yeah. Yeah, but it's, it's cool. That's good. That's good. Should be a fun game. So we're going to dive right in. What made Ja want to play the game of basketball and be a basketball player? If I, Gee, I think you should start that off, bro. Uh, yeah, I think I had a lot to do with that because uh, when he was growing up, I was still, you know, playing a lot. So right. I was always taking him. I was always taking him to the uh, gym with me, uh, no matter what time of night it was or whatever. And I think he just got a natural love for it because he saw how interested I was in it. Yeah, that makes sense. There's always it's always good to see somebody doing something, and then that's what that's what gets you into it. So we spoke about Ja. I mean, it's great, but. Now now with his rise of superstardom, you still see him like this this tight bond between the Moran family. What what would you say is like the the biggest inspiration and the biggest like reason for his his tight bond even throughout all the success he's having in the NBA? Uh, that's how that's how well me and his mom brought him up. We was always we was always like party central, so everybody was always at our house, you right? Know, whether playing basketball or doing whatever, you know, the adults doing adult things as far as you know, joking and all that stuff. So, yeah. I mean, it was always, you know, we was always uh, had people around, you know, so he just got that uh, natural uh, compassion for it uh, because of that. And uh, and when they and they went, when they weren't home, they were, uh, you know, they were either going to other family members' house or whether that was in Augusta, Georgia, or in Sumter, South Carolina, you know, right. it was pretty much... Uh, you know, around family and always, always pretty much around family. You know, it's, I don't think it's probably ever been a moment when you got a whole lot of alone time. So they were even spending the night over each other's house or they were over, you know, Tatum house or whatever. So that was pretty much always it. Right. Yeah, it's, it is important because, like, you see guys like Luka Doncic travel, like, across, across the world and, like, not have his family members even with his success. So, I mean, having that strong family base is always big for, especially for a guy like John in this, in this city, in this environment. Yeah. Memphis, Memphis has a lot of that though. You see, you see a lot of that family. um, I just Southern hospitality thing. So, you know, they have a lot of what we're familiar with already. Anyway, that makes a lot of sense. Y'all going to Murray state. How does that, were y'all already a basketball family before Y'all went to college to play, or did y'all become a basketball family after he left Murray? Uh, we was we was uh, on both sides. Ja, uh Ja has uh, the athletic gene because <laughs> on his mom's side, his mom was a, a softball player. She played basketball in high school. Uh, his granddad, his granddad was a, a baseball player. His uncle, his uncle uh, made it to AAA baseball. Of course, uh, Phil. Phil was football, basketball, baseball. I was basketball, a little baseball. Uh, my mom probably played uh, softball till she was almost fifty-five, something like that. You know? Right. So he was always around. He was always around sports, and you know, uh, coming up, that's all we did was play sports because it was like a game, kids. 
Yeah, all us and our cousins. So that's all we uh, that's all we really knew. Yeah, I mean, going to going to a school like Murray didn't hurt because I mean, they they have a a, a great basketball following. Oh, for sure, great a great fan base. You know, so that even that just that just that just kind of helped things even even more going forward. For sure, and to piggyback and to piggyback off the Murray joint, it was Murray was Murray was great for job, especially with basketball development because Murray is so small or whatever, so it ain't really nothing to do. So he had no choice but to get in the gym and hone his skills. Yeah, Murray's had a, a really good basketball pedigree. I mean, you, you see guys like Isaiah Cannon back in the day campaign, like right. now Jaw. Like it's, it's it's definitely got especially with the guard position, it's definitely got a good pedigree. So I think it was a good choice. And like you said, it wasn't much to do in Murray so he just had time to develop his game so Uncle Phil you you already did kind of mention it so I kind of want to just uh let you guys elaborate a little bit more if you want to um so the city of Memphis has embraced the Morant family as a whole what would you say has been the biggest reason or the biggest reasons for just the hand and glove fit between the Morant family and the city of Memphis like you know like T just said man going from where we're from where his mom's from. Both of those literally are small cities. I was talking to somebody here yesterday, um, and you mo- you removed the Air Force base from from uh, Sumter. All you got is a few factories and stuff. Not as big as the ones in Memphis, you know, what I mean? and not top level executives sitting in the city, but um, but you have that. Um, in, in in Memphis, but so going from Sumter, Augusta, this is really the biggest weekend week of the year in Augusta, yeah. Georgia, right now with the Masters. Oh, yeah, Masters, yeah. You know, so you, he goes to Murray, small town, whatever, and then you know you you get drafted by pretty much a, a small market team mm-hmm. who, who the biggest thing is the 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 Memphis Tigers, you know, and, and, and you 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 bring them into the city where, yeah, it's a lot of cultural things you can do in Memphis, but it's still a Southern city and state. Um, you know, they, they, they pretty much, you know, appreciate hard work, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 and dedication and wanting to be there. And to me, I, I thought that was perfect, you yeah. know, for him. I know a lot of young people, dream about LA and Clippers and not, no, well, not the Clippers, uh, Lakers and, <laughs> and, and big markets. <laughs> Let's just say big markets. Yeah. But, sure. uh, coming to Memphis and, 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 uh, and, and settling in like he has, man, has been phenomenal. Hell, I think T could run for mayor, honestly, and win. See, like I, w- I was just about to say, like the Morant name holds so much weight in the city of Memphis, even just these past couple of years. Like you guys are like Memphis royalty already. So, I mean, we like to hear that. We do. We definitely like to hear that royalty of Morant. Shit sound no, good. It's beautiful, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, I'm just I'm trying. Crazy thing is that was that that was really not the aim. That's just who we are. You know, we don't just paint this. Oh, this is who we, no. That's who we naturally are. Yeah, yeah. It, it it fucks people up. It really does. But every every response and every I, I guess uh, uh, reaction we get from people is always kind of weird because we don't we don't walk into a room or anything and think you know we're we're bigger than you know we 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 know where we come from and we we never forget that part. Um, but it's always crazy how people are like man y'all still down to earth and all this and we like what do you mean like <laughs> yeah yeah like like we just us. That's it. We don't do nothing different. You know, like nephew out there doing his thing on the court. Now, if that's what brings, you know, the extra, I mean, we'll take it, but we don't really 
you know, that yeah. like two said, that that wasn't the intentions. And I, I think that's the most important thing about it is you guys are just are just you, but we see that everybody's clinging to that Morant name just a couple of seasons ago. John Morant said that he is his biggest hater. Is that true? Without a doubt. <laughs> T can elaborate on it, but without a doubt. But the, the good thing about that, though, is that it's also what motivates him and what strives to become greater and work the yeah. best. Yeah. I hate, I hate complacency, especially in sports. And I've seen it happen so many times with people getting uh, these uh, high accolades early. I mean, and hearing everybody uh, uh, cheering and you the man, blah, blah, blah. You know, so they thinking, okay, I've made it. Jaws, Jaws goal was to make it to the NBA. Uh, I intentionally never gave him uh, the credit because I didn't want him to become complacent because it was several games like, you know, it was hard because I I started doing it as far as when he was like 10, 11, make him grade himself, you know, at a, after a AAU tournament or whatever, make him grade himself zero to 10, 10 being the highest, of course, you know, and he never, at first he started giving himself like seven, or eight. And I was like, man, you crazy. And then I'm telling him why I don't think he got, uh, got a seven or eight. So right. uh, automatically after that, he just started saying six all the time. It's either a six or a seven. That's what, that's how he grade himself. And a lot of times I was sitting there thinking like, man, yeah, he really he got like a nine. He got like an eight or nine this time, you know. So, so uh, with that, like Ja would be having in high, even in high school, like thirty six and twelve, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. Thirty six, twelve, and eight. Then what you think? I will like grade yourself. He'll be like a probably about a seven, and I'm sitting here like if that in ten, but I will always be like, yeah, I think it was like a six or seven. Because, I mean, you had all those points. Why you had all those turnovers? You know, that type of stuff. So I was pretty much uh, uh, sitting over on the side, the other side, to hear the negative because I got tired of hearing the positive all the time, you know. So uh, he would be like, because it was, I mean, he was playing against a rival team one time. Funny, it was his sophomore year in high school. And the game was on the line and he missed free throws. So he's crying and I'm laughing. And my wife like, what are you laughing at? And I was like, he missed the free throws. She was like, that ain't funny. I was like, it builds character. He'll think about it the next time when he uh, get to the free throw line, you know? So that cat was like, man, and, and he used to always say it. Man, this man always hard on me. Even when we're looking at film, I, I'm looking at the negative thing. He's looking at all the positive, you know? And it, it's still it's still to this day. Like, he'll do something, and I will like, I'll be like, I would have dunked it on him, you know, that type of stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So I think I think it kept him humble for one thing, but at the same time, kept it kept him hungry, too, because I would never give him the uh, seal of approval to be like, yo, you made it type joint. So that's why I'm so excited going to game now, because I can finally be a fan. Right. You know? He get, he got it. He he got it natural. Me and me and T are only 18 months apart and. Where we're from, like we would play during the week, our high school games, but then we would go to the Air Force base and play against the airmen and stuff on the weekend. And they would, you know, they has they started coming to our games, you know, first of all, from from familiarity of playing against us. But then when they came to, you know, when we saw them on Saturdays, they would give us praise and stuff like after the games. And, and, you know, after we done busted up a bit and now we sitting down chopping it up or whatever, they'd be talking about the game from last night or whatever. But our family, nobody ever gave you kudos at all. Like 
everything was always so it, it was like we just me and t just became immune to not getting pats on the back or whatever maybe at the end of the year if you got a trophy you know that was up to the coach and whoever voted on that but during the year and all that you know we were just win that's it we couldn't yeah. stand losing and we never actually got the hey man you doing well or you you play well it was never that it was always just like if you said man you see when i did that move and somebody be like yeah but we also saw when this guy did that to you and you like damn like yeah I, you know what i'm saying like damn i can't even get a break and then you get a stranger like man you played amazing last night so it kind of goes with it like you know like josh used to the the yes people and the and the pats on the back and the kudos and, yeah. the, and all of that stuff but you know like coming from his dad and anybody that actually sees something that is factual now if you're just saying something just talking out your ass then he ain't <laughs> pain you know it's like because he yeah. is very he 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 remembers everything like he sure. could tell you every move so if you said something he'd be like oh he don't even know what he's talking about he's just trying to say something because he said he heard this podcast on the prowl like yeah i'm, I'm a hate on him you know maybe he'll be my friend like <laughs> you better be on point with what you're talking about yeah for sure no that it, you can definitely see it in his game now like his, the chip on his shoulder mentality like but he, yeah, looks, exactly. he exactly. looks for he looks for the he stuff He's so used to being overlooked so much as far as especially in high school because like like uh, his whole career playing basketball, I probably missed like two of his games Mm -hmm. my whole career. Right. right. Like six years old type joint, right? So Mm -hmm. I'm looking at I'm going there looking at the who's who who's too. Like, yo, he ain't that impressive that you know, he's he getting all the accolades over job type joint and job be like, dang, what I got to do, you know, to get you know, ranked or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, uh, cream always rise to the top, you know? And I'll give you another one. Uh, it was my sophomore, sophomore year in college. Okay. And Phil, but Phil was in college too. And Phil actually came to one of my scrimmages mm-hmm. before the season started. So we playing Augusta Metro. And I think at the end, at the end of the game, I probably had like, 14, 15 points. Right. We get in the uh we get in the we get, get in my room and Phil was like, yo, who the hell was that uh on that court? And I was like, what you talking about? He was like, number 21. So I'm sitting here thinking, I don't know these who the fuck is that. 21. <laughs> I'm thinking 21. You remember this story? Yeah. And he's like, he's like, I say, I don't know them. They from a gun. He say, no, 21 for Clapper. And I don't even have my uniform on, and and I'm not even thinking about it. Like I looked down at my chest, like oh, 21, my number. He said, "Yeah, exactly." I don't know who that was. You were, like, you were you were running around like a damn robot. You act like you don't know how to play the game of basketball. Blah blah blah. So now my my shoulder just shrank because I'm like in the scrimmage. I had 15. Okay, Phil saw it. Blah blah blah. Got a dunk. You know, not nah, right. having it. But that's the same mentality that we had all the time. Me and Phil. Me and Phil really. Me and Phil really couldn't play like pickup with each other yeah. because we were so competitive. There was no competition if we was together. Oh uh, yeah, I bet. I bet. Yeah, no competition. Hey, hey, the more of that story, he wanna went on to be player of the year in a, in a motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> 
for the rest of his right. college career, he he went on to right. kill. But but that's that's it. Like T said, and that goes back to the question y'all asked before: Is Memphis overlooked? Hell yeah! Go outside of Memphis and ask anybody or tell anybody you from Memphis. You know what I'm saying? Or you get what I'm saying? Like it's the bandwagon now outside of Memphis. But if you're from Memphis, everything I've heard about Memphis in my life, and I didn't had a a nice little journey. Ain't nothing good was yeah. out of Memphis. So that's why I said it was the perfect match. It was a perfect yeah. match because because Memphis still gets overlooked. They're getting some shine. You know, uh, they what they wasn't getting a lot of uh, national games this year and whatnot. You know, now they're getting some. I wouldn't even be surprised if we playing Christmas next year. I was literally honest. thinking that myself. I was literally thinking I be surprised. That so, yeah. Yo, Ramey. I just, I just had the best lunch in Memphis. Really? Where'd you go? Taco Nagana's on Summer Avenue. Man, that is the best taco place in Memphis. It's a taco truck. Oh my goodness, they are unbelievable. What'd you eat? I, I, I ordered the chicken taco Nagana's, and that meat was the best meat ever. It had cheese on top, melted in, and you had your own little sauce on the side. And then they gave you a little pepper that you could put on the taco. And man, that was incredible. I cannot believe how good it was. I'm definitely going to have to go back and check it out. I have to check it out. That sounds good. To the people who are listening to this, definitely go up to Taco Nagana's and tell them that On The Prowl podcast sent you. You won't want to miss the best tacos in Memphis. Don't forget. Let them know On The Prowl sent you. So you guys did mention Memphis. And so I did have to ask. What was the biggest adjustment for moving to the city of Memphis for the Morant family? And then second thing, what's what's your favorite thing about the city of Memphis? Biggest adjustment. Biggest adjustment uh, to me mm-hmm. would be like I had I had this is crazy. I had a uh, I had some partners that used to come to the house like probably about five five six times a week. Right. So you know, because I was always you know I, I like camaraderie. I just like people yeah. around all the time. For sure. You know yeah. that's and that's the crazy part. That's the biggest adjustment. Other than that, Memphis reminds me of South Carolina because where we at is slow, laid back as country. You know, uh, nature and all that. So yeah, I was I was cool with it. Right. I was cool with it. Yeah, the biggest thing for me was probably I you know I got a, a son who had just graduated high school, daughter going to the tenth grade. Like yeah. you know moving them from their friends and actually being that being their second second move in in about 13 years to that part like the the relocating to the city i went to college and i went to college on the eastern part of the side so i went to knoxville college morristown okay so i was familiar with everything but memphis i was familiar with knoxville chattanooga um been to nashville a couple times uh, two-year college. And then I went to school in Bristol, Virginia. So Johnson City, ETSU, all that. I was familiar with that side. Just wasn't familiar with um, Memphis. I Actually, it's crazy how the universe works because I actually said I'll never move back to Tennessee. <laughs> yeah. But, but respect to Memphis because Memphis is not Fucking Tennessee. I don't know yeah. what. I don't, I don't know. I don't even know why y'all even connected to the state of Tennessee, but I like it because y'all don't got no state tax. Uh, so that would be <laughs> the second part of your question. <laughs> As the bad part, because when I was I was young, I said that stupid shit. But now it's like, hey, Memphis is what people say. This Memphis, I understand yeah, it. Like yeah. <laughs> Memphis is different. Memphis is different. So I like the no state tax. I do like I like how 
you guys get behind y'all team and all that. It's just real. Memphis is just the realest Southern city I done, I done been in, in, period. And we we from South Carolina, close to Augusta, Georgia, close to North Carolina, um, you know, close to Virginia. Yeah. Um, so, but yeah, that, that's probably the realest city I, done, I actually have, Southern city, I would say, I've lived in. You guys hear, heard it here first. A Morant said it. That means it's facts, 100% true, no debate. It's Memphis. Hey, this, yes. Yes. I love people saying, hey, I lead a, I go to a store or something, people are like, be careful. I'm like, why y'all all say that? And they like, this Memphis. Ortiz, <laughs> <laughs> this question might be for you, but what does having a coach like Taylor Jenkins do for this young team, and how well does he fit this young core? I think I think that was that was the benefit of having Coach Jenkins because he he's able to grow with the young core. So uh, you talk about relatability, you know, as far and then not having an ego because this is your uh, first real trip as far as being a head coach, first chair, or whatever. So yeah. he was real relatable, and then I mean his. His his rookie year, he start. I mean, he started off. Uh, Josh started off like saying, like, "Yeah, coach, give us uh the green light," you know. So that's how they so comfortable because I think his his joint was uh his joint was shout out to Mike Miller. His uh motto was "Let it fly." If you mm-hmm. catch it, shoot it. Let it fly. So Damn. you know they they was more they were so comfortable with him, you know, because I think I think if we had a coach. That had, had that had real longevity as a head coach. I don't, I don't, I, I think ego would have played a factor because you could tell coach actually listens, listens mm-hmm. to the players, yeah. you know, and don't don't think he has all the answers because, like I said, he's still he's growing with them. Right. So yeah, I think that's why it was uh that was a great thing to have him uh as the coach. Yeah, he's calculated. He's definitely calculated. From that Popovich, Budenhauser, you know, tree, family, he um, has won G League level. He has been there when they've, you know, changed some things around. And like T said, listen, and he's hungry. He's hungry. And and shout out to their, you know, like how they act, bring pieces in and and, 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 and kind of build, you know, what they've been doing. Years, you know. So so we, we see everything going on as as Uncle Phil even pointed out, like the national media is starting to take pay attention to the Grizzlies. And you see, you see why we have this amazing culture. Everybody is team first, got got the team mobs, like all that. Dez looked like he's about to fight somebody because they all ganged up on him. But yeah. you, you see it, you see all that. What would you say is like the biggest thing that has created this this culture and this energy in the Grizzlies locker room? Uh they're young and fun. Yeah. They're young and fun. And I think I think uh, for the most part, I think uh, I think for the mo- they're they're humble. Mm-hmm. I think they're humble, and they allow. And I mean, uh, I think Ja Ja is the perfect leader, you know, because of that his basketball IQ, and he actually he actually helps out a whole lot, you know, with others' game as far as the mental part of it. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, and they, I mean, like I said, they have, they have fun. I mean, that's, that's why, that's why we're such a buzz because everybody is not boring basketball. Right. It's exciting. It's you exciting. Know, you know, like the, you know, in the ad with, and I trust all of his teammates. Yeah. I mean, so, and that is not, that's not something that every team, 
you know, does. Like, look at it. We about to go into the playoffs. Hell, nobody even knows the rotation yeah. <laughs> going into the I was, playoffs. I was about that we done, we done playing with we done played with so much different routes routes and 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 still been competitive and won. You look at most teams like you expect certain players to step up and actually win the game. You, mm-hmm. you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And we didn't have different, we didn't have different people win the game all year long. And you take a floor leader, you know, uh, a point guard who's out there and he'll throw it to the 12th man in the corner, you know, for a three or throw a lob on a fast break. You know what I mean? Like you trust your players to actually get it done. And you know, all, every player has an ego, yeah. you know, and, and the point guard has to facilitate those egos where they like it, where they want it, want the ball at and all these things and stuff. And, and you get out there and, and, and don't matter what lineup you got out there, you know when to turn it on and when I got to make the pass or, you know what I mean? When I need to set him up and get him going and stuff like that. And, and off the court, they they hang out with each other. I mean, they genuinely all like each other. And I can't speak for no other team, but I've seen them. Yeah. That chemistry goes a long way. For sure. What is something Grizz fans can expect for the future of this young team? Championship. That's what they can expect. And them and, and them to just continue to, to, to keep growing. I mean, it's it's a young team. I was watching the game Tuesday night with some guys, and they were uh just bragging about uh Steve-O. And it was so funny. I was like, how old y'all think he is? And one guy like, shit, about 38. <laughs> he got to be about 40. I said, man, he about 28, 29. They're like, bullshit. You, I'm like, <laughs> Google it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, And that's it. The youth, them liking to be together, them actually, you know, uh, playing for what is next gen? You know yeah, what I mean? Just right. basically, you know, so championship. That's what the fans should expect. There you go. So we got to ask the question. Is Kari the biggest Grizzlies fan in the world? It got to be. (laughs) (laughs) We've seen the viral videos of that game. I think it was against Charlotte when Ja fell down and she said, Daddy will be okay. And Mm -hmm. he got right back up. See, he got up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a great video. Great video. And she wears a little 12 jersey. Hey, what else she going to wear? Yeah. That is a very hey, 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 she can fight she too. Wear, if she wear a different different team jersey, John might hey, snatch it off. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 she can fight too. Hey, hey, without a doubt. Where hey, where's Kari born? Memphis. <laughs> She bought a myth. Yeah, throw some dirt on it. That's what she really wanted to tell her daddy. Throw some dirt on it. Get back out there. <laughs> I love it. I love it. When you gotta throw in the you hear me? Like that's who. I think they need to run that commercial all the time, man. I don't see I don't see it enough. We're going to be doing it. When we, when we make the finals, they're going to play all the time. So you don't even worry about that. No, nah, they need to they need to stop playing. <laughs> Keep playing that right no, now. Sure. No, for sure. What is something yeah. you would like to tell our listeners who are listening to this episode today? Yeah. Yeah, I want to I want to say something. Hey, so, so so Memphis come out uh Saturday night. What is it? I think it's fan appreciation. Uh Saturday, Sunday should be, you know, big weekend to close out the uh the season, mm-hmm. get ready for this uh this playoff run. Um be patient with these young guys, man, because even though they're kicking ass, they you know, they still growing and they still maturing in their, you know, in their in their young profession and stuff, man. And Go Grizz. Hey, and check out this Grizz gaming gear I got on. Too, I see. Man. I saw that. I, I thought yeah. that was crazy. Yeah, shout out to Lang. 
Yes. Shout out to Lang and the team, man. Yes. If you want to add something, you're welcome to. So stay tuned. We got big things coming. Can't wait. You heard them. Big things yes, coming. Hey, appreciate on the proud for having us. Yes. For sure, man. We really appreciate y'all joining us on this episode today. Thank you so much. Yeah. All right, man. Hey, I got y'all locked in, too. For yeah. sure. Thank you, guys. All right, buddy. I'm your host, Robert Roden. And I'm Ramey Johnson. Love you guys. Peace. Don't forget to join us next time on the prowl with the boys yeah we swoop yeah we swoop and we got them high clocks and we'll shoot and we'll shoot with the mercedes benz in the coupe